0: Welcome to SF City Insider, the Chronicles podcast on the people and politics making headlines in the city by the bay. I'm Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and I'm here today with two San Francisco environmentalists, Kevin Drew, who coordinates the city's zero waste program for the Department of the Environment, and Jared Blumenfeld, the former regional administrator for the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, and the host of the podcast, PodShip Earth. We're talking today about wildfires and climate change and why so many people don't understand there's a clear link between the two. Are you feeling overwhelmed by technology? Do you suffer from a nagging fear of missing out? Join Chronicle Managing Editor Fernando Diaz as he talks to a panel of industry experts about the effects of technology on privacy and ways you can protect yourself. It's Chronicle Chats at Herbst Theater on September 17th. You can purchase tickets at sfchronicle.com slash chats. Thank you guys so much for being here today.
1: Thanks, Heather. It's yeah. fun. Yep. Can't wait.
0: Great. So I'm getting pretty active on Twitter these days, and a few weeks ago I tweeted out um, a Chronicle story on the car fire, the one that... Um, really swept through Reading and became a huge problem. And I want to read you my tweet, and then some responses I got to it and have you weigh in. Mm -hmm. So the original tweet was, Hashtag car fire. Scorched land two and a half times the size of San Francisco. Fire tornadoes. 37,000 people evacuated. Kids and their great grandma missing. 105 degree weather expected today. When will our leaders start taking climate change seriously? And I was surprised by how this one tweet really took off and the kinds of answers I got. I know I shouldn't be surprised by anything on Twitter these days, but um, I was. Wanted to read you some responses and have you weigh in, because it was clear to me that a lot of people still aren't convinced climate change exists at all, let alone that we really need to get a handle on it, considering what we're seeing this summer. So one theme was that people seem to think that climate change means that the Earth is just spontaneously combusting. So a lot of people said, a vehicle malfunction starts a fire of epic proportions and you blame climate change. Good grief. Or another one, a car started the fire, but please don't let that interfere with politicizing in your narrative. Or another one, it did not start by global warming. It was a car tire rim. Can you kind of explain this, Mm. that people are not grasping how climate change might be related?
1: Mm -hmm. So I was up in uh, Reading for that day, the day before it started, and just, like, it was incredibly hot. Um, I was hiking Mount Shasta, and first of all, when you go up in the forest up by Shasta, northern California, most people kind of think that California ends in San Francisco, but all the way up to, like, (laughs) Oregon, (laughs) there's still California, and there's a lot of forest, right? And that forest is really, really, really dry, and that came from drought. So when people, I think people had an easier time linking the drought with climate change mm-hmm. like we're running out of water it hasn't rained all that dry weather and drought for five years that california had is part of why we're having these forest fires now mm-hmm. right and so like making these connections the problem with climate change heather has become very very politicized so people just don't want to they you know like If you told some people that Elvis is still alive, they'd be. Yeah, no, he is, absolutely. And others would say, no, he isn't. It's like become a polarizing issue that it doesn't really matter. No one's concerned about the scientists. No one's concerned about really the facts. They just, it's become this gut issue where people in cities, liberal, knee jerk San Francisco, they think climate change is real. They hate guns. They hate these, you know, we hate them. Therefore, we're going to decide that this had nothing to do with climate Mm -hmm. change. So your facts, you could give them more facts you could bring in. That, that's part of the problem with the environmental yep. movement. Kevin can maybe speak to this. Is like the environmental movement just keeps giving more and more and more facts to people who aren't receptive to those. So mm-hmm. we have to speak to people in, in the language that they understand rather than just saying they're bad people. Like what would get people to understand it? And, and, and that's kind of the big challenge. And that's, that
2: takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, like, almost door-to-door kind of work mm-hmm. where you have to sit down with your uncle and have that kind of conversation where you get past the hard stuff and get into this. It does get very weedy, as Jared's saying. I mean, it's the, it's the temperature. It's the lack of moisture in the ground. It's the, it's the no humidity in the air. It's the heat. It's hotter than ever. So all of those little incremental things add to the flammability of anything. Mm -hmm. anything would be, would be more flammable at 105 than at hundred degrees. And, and those kinds of things mean people do see the change. I mean, when you sit around and talk to people about the weather and you're not politicizing it, it's like, gee whiz, yeah, it is different here, but that's a really hard, that takes a lot of time. And I I don't know whether the environmental movement has the kind of patience for that, uh, frankly, I mean, it's, it has to have it, but it's very hard to find. and and we who have been in the movement for a long time and watching this coming on and coming on and, these predictions showing up and st- things James Hansen talked about 30 years ago is suddenly, oh yeah, it's drier and it's hotter and therefore things burn faster. It's it, this is really hard and I don't I'm uh, don't have an answer for how to kind of easily do this. Uh, one of the things we're trying to do with this at the Global Climate Summit is have a conversation, have conversations with, that folks can get up and talk to real people about it, mm-hmm. exchange those ideas, maybe bring a, you know, their, their doubt to that conversation. Um, but it's, it's very frustrating, um, and Jared knows this as well as anyone, that the, the, the difficulty of finding leadership and getting leadership uh, and at this time mm-hmm. uh, in this country.
0: So basically what people don't seem to be grasping is that anything arson or car fire or whatever it is can set the initial spark, but climate change is making it harder to fight. Is that...
2: Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the Santa Rosa fires, I live in Petaluma, and those fires started from, a, we think, from a wire. But it was, again, it was the pre-existing conditions that were there that made that a super event. The drought, we had so much uh, lack of water, and then we had a tremendous rain season. And we had things in my yard that I've never seen grow before, were 10 feet tall. And then the drought came again, so that was more material to burn. Mm. Then we had a, we had a winds event that night that night in my house the whole every three, three of us in the house all got up from our bedrooms and walked around and said, "What was that?" There was a big wind that was one of those easterly winds from coming off Nevada that shook the house that took the spark that was somewhere in Santa Rosa and just blew it down onto Santa Rosa Five thousand houses that 's no place in the world if we had a five thousand fire five thousand house fire, and it was only ten miles from my house and it could have been we packed the car we had no idea whether the firemen had any; they they had no chance to really fight it in a the way we think of fighting house to house. Mm-hmm. So those those that combination of events was I mean it was clearly a, a a climate event for someone like myself who's been watching it for this long, and I was very scared. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's it's um, and I've used that that story as a way of helping to explain it because I think it. You can feel the personal part of it mm. uh, that, that is hard. It's been hard for me to talk about climate, you know, extra- abstractly. But this really felt like that. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, other people said, basically implied that there's nothing humans can do about this, that it's just the earth doing what the earth does. So here's a couple examples of those. Um, Stop flushing your evil religion down on the backs of the dead and suffering. Climate change equals winter, spring, summer, fall. Idiot. Just throw that in for good measure. Um, (laughs) How can they take something serious they have no control over? Climate change has happened on this planet from the beginning. The earth is a living thing and will adapt to survive. And then another person just wrote, As soon as we can control the sun, stop embarrassing yourself and help out.
1: So, like, I hear a lot about this. People always go on about, you know, the climate is changing, but not because of, you know, humans. You know, when you look at how much CO2 we dumped into the atmosphere, the trillions of tons that we've dumped in the atmosphere since the 1850s, the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, and then you look at just a basic science experiment, experiment, what does that do to the atmosphere? How does that track the heat in the atmosphere? And then what happens? Like, we know science... We know the science. We understand, you know, the relationship between CO2 in the atmosphere and the planet warming up. So at the same time, we've got all these kind of religious beliefs, you know, two things. One, we're just meek and unable to change the world around us. And the other, we should have dominion over nature. So we want to we want to do all these things to like control nature at the same time. We don't want to admit that collectively we could have this big impact over nature. So it's really difficult just to get your head around, you know, are we really changing nature? And the answer is, yes, we are. Another problem is like, there are already things happening with climate change, so people kind of feel defeatist. Like, wow, it really is gonna suck, so why should I bother doing anything now? There are all these fires in California right now, I can't do anything about those. That's true. So this is really about the next generation, like, Either we're going to make it better for our kids and grandkids. Uh, Are there going to be really difficult times between now and then? Yes. This isn't going to end tomorrow because Governor Brown comes and brings people together in California, you know, in September. But it could make it much, much less bad for future generations. So I, I think it is a hard thing for people to get their heads around. Like, Heather, if you did a blog on, like, people grappling with mortality you get all kinds of weird things like, I'm not, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to get resurrected. I'm going to be like, people have Mm -hmm. all kinds of weird views on all kinds of things. Climate change is just one that people, you know, gravitate towards if they're conspiracy theorists, this isn't really happening. Yeah. It is happening people. And the fires definitely are a symptom of it. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it, the, 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 I don't know if it's religion, it's just, are people's beliefs in one way or another get in the way of the the funny thing about humans is we like to nitpick mm-hmm. whatever point anybody brings up you know oh the cereal's soggy no it's not it's crispy <laughs> and you know you, there's that there's that little thing that's that we we, we seem to like to hang on and uh, for instance one of the comments there was that the earth is changing and yes the earth will change and will adapt to this but but we're the ones with the hard time for that the earth Earth has uh, four billion year history and it will it'll shift around it's hard for us to figure out how to make that shift right now and it's it's I think there are ways where we show the specific changes that are happening and the thing that always gets me is when people want to say oh uh, we don't we, we can't change the. we don't have that power well look at your cell phone look at all the things that you use that are scientific science-based. And it's the same science. It's to say, if you, if you trust your car to get you where you're going, if you trust your phone to, you know, to answer a question, uh, a Google question, or just make a phone call, it it does that. And it, it's the same science and scientists who have been involved in that. And it's, and, and almost everyone is using our current science. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a few Luddites out there who really are out in the woods, staying away from it. But that feels like, to me as a, a way for us to try to communicate this. But Again. it's a pace of change, Kevin, do <laughs> yeah. you think? Like that yeah, that's yeah. a
1: big thing, Heather. Like yeah, yeah they're being ch- big changes over hundreds of thousands or millions of years and now it's happening in decades. So yeah. that's yes. the alarming it is alarming. Like I find it scary and there isn't a lot of great news on in the chronicle or on the T V <laughs> or like people are searching. So they They want to see a silver lining like maybe it isn't quite as bad as everyone's telling us it's going to be because if it is as bad as we're telling you it's going to be, then there's kind of an obligation to act. If you don't want to take any action, you just want to sit back and chill out, then that's hard to do unless it's really not as bad as you people are telling us it is. Mm and that's where it gets very tricky i mean actually
2: re, uh, in watching uh, both dunkirk and the churchill document uh, Church, churchill film from uh, 6 months or so ago mm-hmm. the, the the things that happened in 1939 when the when the when the hitler uh, hitler you know attacked czechoslovakia i mean there was just like about a 2 week period where all kinds of stuff happened and and churchill had to just deal with it and so did the people of england have to start dealing with it it was like really Quite stunning.
1: You're not going to go to the Blitzkrieg, are you? <laughs>
2: well, right? no, but not exactly. But, good, but just, I mean. just the, just <laughs> the well, the, there is Fires. some kind of uh, some kind of uh, uh, response that is that to I think what you're talking about, Jared. And, and it, 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 because there's no galvanizing event, there's no attack. It just that's why it gives us this wiggle room, mm-hmm. and it's terrible. But to, to, to twist and be twisting and turning in that wiggle room, and then to have people denying it or, you know, conspiracy theorying it or
1: religioning it, religioning it out of your control, it's its extremely frustrating. If, yeah. Bad stuff happens. It's easier just to think it isn't going to happen. Yeah. But Dunkirk was a good movie. Did you see it, Heather? I yeah. did not. Yeah. You have to yeah. see it on the yeah. big screen. Yeah. Did you see it yeah. on the big yeah. screen? Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's, talking of which, there's a San Francisco Green Film Festival, which mm. has all kinds of cool mm. films, which mm-hmm. I'm excited to see That's starting cool. in September. Huh. And there's a lot
2: of things coinciding with the global climate summit, which, again, as as Jared's pointing out, just because Governor Brown's bringing a bunch of people here, is that going to somehow you know turn on something? And I don't know what it takes, but I'm I'm trying to double down on my own life. Even I've started conserving energy like I used to conserve some time in the past that mm-hmm. I sort of let go of because I've got three kids and I got a little loose you got to ratchet that down. What are the things we can do? And, and uh, that's some of the, what we're trying to talk about at this climate solution series is to have people with the latest science, some people with the latest finance, because we've got to use the money to turn on these engines or we, we won't make the progress. Uh, right. There's a lot of good technology out there. There's a lot of good advancements have been made in energy use, uh, in soil science, and we're not implementing it at any kind of pace like there was a war. Like huh. there was a real danger coming outside the door, you know. Uh, but there is. I mean. There is, and that's it's communicating that. That's is hard. there
1: really, Kevin? I think you may be overblowing it. I don't know. Well, I think I. <laughs>
0: Jared <laughs> let's just let talk
1: about that. For me, it's the Arctic ice, but let's not go there. <laughs> I want to go there. I want to yeah, go to d- the Arctic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean that day. I just have to say it was 115 in Reading. Yeah. That day, and it was like. Hell. Yeah. Like we keep think, talking about like it's gonna be so bad when climate change really hits. To me that day, it's here, right? It felt like mm-hmm. very, very present and the black clouds and which then turned red in the sky, it looks apocalyptic. Like you're like yeah. holy yeah. camole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Another um, theme I kept seeing on Twitter was that um, people were accusing those who actually believe in climate change of politicizing it at the expense of caring about the people whose lives were personally affected. You hear that a lot after mm-hmm. there's a shooting. Why are you, you know, politicizing this? This is not the time to talk about gun control. We need to be with the people who are hurting. So there was a lot of stuff like that. Um, sometimes tragedies are just tragedies, and we need to tend to those who have been affected to help them heal, focus on people, not politics. Um, There was another one on Twitter. Children dead, buildings wrecked, an area disrupted, thousands scared, and you think now is a good time to discuss your beliefs, but don't you think now is yes, the it appropriate is, time? Yes, absolutely.
2: And I think what's what's interesting about these calamities is that the collective ability to respond is is pretty impressive. I mean, there was a, it was terribly impressive up in Sonoma County to see what people did to come to the the aid of people. Stories I heard, and that is that kind of generosity of spirit, that kind of collective action is just what we need. And so we need to we need to talk about the the hurting. We mm-hmm. t- need to talk about the issue, and we need to do something about it. I mean, uh, that gives me a yeah, tiny They're not bit usually exclusive, right? But no, you they're can, not. You can talk yeah.
1: about the tragedy and the human suffering and explain that it's from the fire, from weather, from... It's like mentioning the whole story and not talking about fire.
0: Right. right. Um, right.
1: So really, the media has done a pretty terrible job of make, connecting the dots mm-hmm. for people. So the environmental literacy that people have to understand that these things are connected has been missing... You know, in um, all the hurricane seasons that happened last year with hundreds of billions of dollars of damage, someone did an analysis of how many times they mentioned climate change, and it was like less than 10% of the time. And if we're not understanding those connections, if you in the media aren't making those Mm -hmm. connections for Mm -hmm. us, then it does seem weird when people start talking about it at first, but it's not a belief system. That's the first most complicated thing like people want to make it a belief system they want to be able to push it out of their minds by saying you're a horrible person you should be talking about the the suffering of course the suffering comes first like no no human is going to move that to the side but we also want to know is there something bigger that we should understand and that big thing is climate change so we have a to prevent more
0: suffering yes yeah
1: and actually, that's interesting to think
2: about. Is there a way to take this? We know there's going to be this response, this uh, the, the response to the suffering. And and it's always one of the more, again, gratifying things to watch, whether it's the UN doing it in Africa or somebody doing it down the street in your own neighborhood. That's when you really start to say, gosh, I, humans, what a good place this is to be and what I'm pr- proud to be one. It's almost like, is there a way to mobilize that? turn, be sure to turn that into some, some additional action. I mean, I'm, I'm just an old organizer and I <laughs> want to turn people into, the, uh, turn them into a, an activist. Uh, and maybe that's not really possible when someone's simply baking a lasagna for the neighbor who doesn't have a house anymore. But somewhere in there is this essence of humanity mm-hmm. and, and humanness on this planet, which is what is at, at risk. You know, the planet's going to pers- pers- persist. Organisms of one sort or another are going to persist. But we, the things that we love, are are what are at danger. And and this this fire or this, this thing that just happened, this windstorm, you know, the fact that we haven't risen more to the aid of Puerto Rico is pretty amazing. Yeah. That, that's kind of, you know, that there's a... Kind of a country that's a state you know just kind of gets knocked out in territory it, f- yeah that. yeah but I mean it, it feels like it, it feels like a country but it yeah. also feels like I you know it's a, it's more like a state yeah it, yeah and, and US it, citizens yes yeah Trump and, didn't
1: remember that but yes
0: speaking I, of him um, <laughs> I wanted to read you one more tweet which mm-hmm. is what he famously said about the mm. wildfires in California just the other day. California wildfires are being magnified and made so much worse by the bad environmental laws which aren't allowing massive amounts of readily available water to be properly utilized. It is being diverted into the Pacific Ocean, must also tree clear to stop fire from spreading, exclamation point. What do you so, guys say yeah, to that? I mean,
1: that was pretty awesome. I mean, within seconds is the great thing about the sphere the head of CAL FIRE said, no, we have lots of water. This is not about... He was, conf- unfortunately, Trump, I mean, he's never done this before, but he <laughs> conflated two issues. One What? Is, yeah, one is the San Joaquin farmers um, that support him mysteriously since they have no workers to pick the fruit because Trump has prevented them coming in the country. But that aside, the water issues with big ag in the Central Valley, um, you know, they feel like... The water that's put aside for salmon um, and environmental health in the rivers like the san joaquin is a waste and it should be going to ag he the president believed that that water then oh maybe the lack of having water is stopping the fires from being mm-hmm. put out mm-hmm. unfortunately completely wrong a hundred percent wrong he was somehow redeemed at the end of that tweet though there is an issue with clearing brush so environmentalists Mm -hmm. have this bizarre vision of wilderness, Mm -hmm. where it means it's untouched. But all of California, most of the United States, was touched pre-European contact. So, you know, the reason that the hills rolling up to where Kevin lives in Petaluma Mm -hmm. are green and don't have a lot of brush on them is because the native peoples that were here before us cleared them and burning... um, was a thing that was part of the landscape we have this concept that we need to just leave stuff alone and if you leave stuff alone and you have all these other factors that are contributed through climate change you've got a big mess on your hands so we do need to clear and think about controlled burns and do some of that other work so yeah the first half of the tweet completely wrong so I mean he's 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 not doing as bad as normal, right? <laughs> Normally it's a hundred percent erroneous, and this exactly. one was only fifty percent wrong. Right. Wow!
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I just talked to my uh, new or I are a climate scientist, a forest forestry fire uh, forest. Uh, but Simon uh, plays one on TV. <laughs> yes, I no, I can't play one on TV. I have a very healthy voice for that sort of thing. Uh, no, but I talked to one of my friends who, who is a, a carbon, uh, carbon scientist, and he's really the, one of the great implementers of, of a new kind of look at how we should be treating the land, and I said, so what's, what, what's, what's, what's missing? And he said, you know, he said, more goats. Hmm. He said, "The understory. It's the understory." He said, "We need. We can't get at the. Is that story like the back backstory? Yeah. It, well, it's it's the understory <laughs> or the backstory. Is the understory is the backstory, and that's what that's the that's the fire story. What is
1: the understory for those who don't know? That? <laughs> the
2: understory is all that material that's on down on the ground underneath the trees that either falls from the trees or grows from the ground and creates a, a, a tremendous mass of material that will burn. That the trees can stand some fire. It's surprising how strong trees can be, but when the, everything around them is burning, mm-hmm. then they give up." I mean, and, and so that's that clearing that understory, which is difficult. It's hard to the Conservation Corps could do it, or but goats could do it. And uh, there's, uh, you know, we we need to be thinking about how to use nat- natural means to solve these problems to the greatest degree
1: possible. Maybe Heather's next tweet can be about goats. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you could help her write that, <laughs> like the goat tweet series. An accurate right. goat. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I think you get a lot of a lot of kudos from rural California. They'd be like. <laughs> Heather finally gets it. It's all about the <laughs> goats.
2: Right. I was thrilled to get a, a, a text back, more goats, when I asked for a pithy, that was it, boom.
0: But you know what goat means on Twitter, right? Greatest of all time. So people might nice. be confused. Really? So we need oh, goat. I think goat. that's what Heavens.
2: Kevin meant. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> I was just thinking about what, what, the, what the internet could think about goats, and I don't want to go there. We might confuse our <laughs> listeners. Yes.
0: Uh, so on a serious note, mm-hmm. no more tweets. Um, how bad is this summer? What does it say about where we are um, and fighting this huge problem, and where do you kind of foresee happening if we don't get a handle on this?
2: Well, that one of the questions. It's summer? Is, um, I thought it
1: was winter. <laughs> so freaking cold! <laughs> it's, it's really cold right here in the studio. If. Um.
2: <laughs> if we have the the question for me is now is is, is just resources the exhaustion on the firefighters the mm-hmm. exhaustion on the on the on the machinery and the planes the helicopters the water all of that starts to get to be in short order at some point and i think i think the fires are a, a a real kind of wake-up call for the state to say this is something we need to do, uh, whether there's going to be a new governor at the end of this year. There this will governor, be a new governor. There will be a new governor. I don't think there Jerry will. Brown's going to stay no, on he's not going to stick it out. Fifth time. He might do something interesting <laughs> before he goes. I don't know what he could do that would that would lend itself towards pushing. He's done a lot. Pushing. He has, but yeah, pushing he, this he deserves particular credit. moment. credit. He's done a lot. Uh, no, is there something to talk about? with regard to the forests, and regard to the state of the soil and the kind of the, uh, the, the, the planet that we live on in California, what we can do to make it more hospitable in the near, in the near term. And the answer is we would have to get out and work our butts off. I mean, it's, you know, I was thinking about sending my son, my 20-year-old son, get out there and start help. Mm-hmm. I'm getting too old to help but you could help and this is one of those things where we're going to need an awful lot of it and whether it's cooking for the people who are re- working in the fields he can do that I don't know but to had
1: this question how bad is it how bad is it Kevin like, like that, to me no, it reminds me yeah. like of blade runner yeah, yeah. 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 like did you, so runner? did you see blade runner like it's yeah. all yeah. orange yeah. 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 and yeah. Yeah. like it looks like everything's yeah. been on fire and that's what it feels like yeah. like you yeah. go around the state there's no, and this is, like last year, remember the Ventura fire? Yeah. That was in October. Yeah. We're right. only oh, no, in, we're, we're yeah, we're in the middle. Yeah. yeah. It. Right, so it could keep going. That's when Santa Rosa was in
2: October. My friend right. of mine, a friend of mine's uh, son is of helicopter pilot, John Wick. He has a ranch out in the West, West Marin. His son was flying helicopters into the, the Santa Rosa fire, and he called his dad and said, Dad, if there's anything at the ranch, you should go get it now, mm-hmm. because if we don't, if we, if we don't stop it now, it's going to burn to the coast that we don't, when you, it's all about the wind yeah. changing. It wasn't that they were going to stop it. It's that if conditions don't allow us to kind of like hold it a little bit and then we get lucky with some wind, it's going to go all the way to the coast. And that's like three miles. That's all of West
1: Marin, all of West Sonoma County. I mean, you know, I drive yeah. out there all the time. It will eventually that's, happen. W- that's what we're looking at. Yeah. And it's kind of the new normal. So that yeah. that's the, you know, when we talked about like the psychological impact of how you mm. digest this stuff, like I think people are just thinking, yeah, fires have always been here and they they weren't ever this bad. Like people, like 10 years ago, yeah. fires were not this and bad. And this many going on at and the same this time, And this many, right? exactly. Yeah. So the number, the scale of them, um, like how many acres, the difficulty of getting them contained. But then it kind of just, after a while, it's not news anymore. Like even, I don't know, like if there's seven going on right now, then the eighth isn't news. Mm-hmm. And right. next year, you know, the mudslides in Santa Barbara, people have, already forgotten those like those are just terrible and so all these all these things like it feels like we're living in some kind of apocalyptic vision of the future that we thought would happen like in 2100 was happening in 2018 so that's the scary part for me is like how rapid how intense how emotional it's like you you can't turn on the tv without seeing this you can't look at the internet without it just seems like
0: anybody with children and grandchildren this should be literally their number one Concern. but what would they do like yeah.
1: that's a big question like what right right now what they do like is to kevin's point and i think to the tweet to bring it back to that tweet is yes the first thing you need to do is help with human suffering like if your neighbor doesn't have a house to live and these fires are very indiscriminate so some communities your neighbor's house is burnt to the ground like mm-hmm. open your door mm-hmm. like let those people in that's the human the, the thing that we need to get back to and that humanity, I think, was Kevin's point. If you get back to that humanity, then you the issues that we're going to confront with climate change become a little easier to deal with. It's it's all like it's their problem. Mm-hmm. That that's the attitude that's right. kind of compounding climate change. And I'm
2: I'm wondering if what you're seeing, Jared, about like we said, you can look at the internet, but you can look outside. Look out your window. I watched the, the moon, the sunrise one morning. It was like looked like the moon because it was so weirdly orange coming up in a strange up through the haze uh, to the east, and that. You you can recognize it right now, and I think we are going through a process of recognizing it. What is the galvanizing moment?
1: I hope this is it, and I hope that we can get some kind of leadership somewhere. Well, we have to. I mean, these November midterms are the most important election as it relates to this single issue. So here in California, we've got very vulnerable Republicans um, like Devin Nunez, others, that we need to make sure we kick them out of office because – They're denying the reality of the science. They're denying the reality of the suffering that's coming from it. And getting them out of office and getting back the House is probably the single most important thing that we could do for climate change right now. It's not maybe changing that light bulb. It's Mm -hmm. like, how do we focus Mm -hmm. on those vulnerable Republican seats so that we can win back the House?
0: Great. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks, Heather. Awesome show.
0: This show is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. The show is produced by Dominic Fracasa and Fernando Diaz. For more City Hall coverage, you can follow Dominic on Twitter at Dominic Fracasa and me at HNightSF. Check out all of our coverage at sfchronicle.com.